Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Pro Grand Range by Thermidor. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into DC On Screen, your guide to the DC Universe on film and television. This is episode 350. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. We made it to a round number. We made <laughs> And I know that I told... Well, I didn't tell everyone. I told other people, some people, a few people, uh, some of the most loyal fans. I said, you know, look, we might be doing a Q&A, might be doing a Secret Origin for around 350. We do like so many episodes a week, though, that like it just kind of snuck it up on me. It sneaks up so fast, <laughs> man. So, you know what? I'm not even going to try as far as like a number. Yeah. For when we do our q and I'm just going to, like, because we don't even have really, like, you know what, Chris, our buddy Christopher White, one of our oldest listeners, mm-hmm. came in and said, hey, I've got so many, you know, he said, I could come up with a great, a lot of great questions for you guys. I was like, okay, if you want to do that, I guess, oh, whatever. Um, you know, I, he actually he, has he in just, the past come up with pretty good questions. He absolutely has. And he rattled off like this huge list of amazing questions. And I was like, oh, it's awesome. Write all those down. And he was like, shit, I don't remember them. <laughs> What good is the magic, Chris, if you can't remember it? <laughs> Think through your pin, man. And my memory's so bad, I said, remember what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you forgot who each other were and looked at the phone and went, who's this fucker? And hung up. <laughs> Later he called and you went, oh, Chris, what's up? Did we talk earlier? It was yeah. vague. Yeah. Like a dream I feel like, a dream. I feel like the three of us should have a podcast called Gambling for Goldfish. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do that in about forty-five years. <laughs> That's my nursing um, nursing home podcast. Whatever podcasts are by then. Yeah, they're just you know uh, telepathic broadcasts, really. Um, so yeah, how's your week been, buddy? Um, it was there. It was solid. Yeah, yeah. Justice League came out. I watched that about twenty times. Absolutely. Someone finally gave me the answer. By the way, um, uh, and we're gonna get to that. You talking okay. about the the song? Yeah, to the song. Yeah, I'll get to that. Okay, so that was a I'd, that was a huge load yeah. off uh, of my uh, the Justice chest. League trailer, and we won't really be talking a whole lot about our thoughts about the Justice League trailer. I mean, because we loved it. We did that. Go back and listen to but it. But we we did that. We had a Justice League trailer review, but um, that was like the highlight. Well, that was one of the highlights of my week because like I got over because you guys know I was sick. Yeah, and I'm yeah. still like kind of stuffy, but I. I like woke up and like my sinuses were clear and you know, I didn't feel like there were razor blades in my chest mm-hmm. and I went, Oh, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Finally, I'm okay. And like, I went and I got a shower and I was all happy and like, I got a little, I don't know, cocky, I guess would be the word. 
like I wasn't paying attention. I was just happy. Yeah, sure. And like I went to like go throw on some underwear without sitting on the edge of my bed, as I know I should do, being 33 years old. Right. With, with a <laughs> 21-year-old back issue. Yeah. And I screwed up my back. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like the day after I stopped being sick, I screwed ah, up my I back. I can breathe again. Right. Which will and make it I've... so much easier to scream when my back betrays me. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> I've I've been walking at like a 45-degree angle. Is it more so like, like a deep, <laughs> uh, or is it kind of a uh, more of a um, yelpish thing, or like a, a groan? It's more like a. At this point, like I've I've become so accustomed to knowing what happened because I like screwed up my back when I was like oh, twelve or it's, thirteen. It's like a not this again. Yeah, like I screwed up my back when I was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, uh, I, th- I believe it was like a biking accident. I just I like flew. You, a you tell of me you just like flew over the head the the the, the handlebars and. Um, yeah, I kind of, yeah. I kind of thought I've done that so many times, but I wasn't your height. Yeah, and you know, I was at the I, optimal height to roll and move on with my life. <laughs> you were not. I've, I've guessed it was about twelve feet that I've, uh, I, I was catapulted, <laughs> and uh, you know, landed flat on my back. So um, I've had issues ever since. Yeah, and yeah. I broke my arm at that time too. So um, you know, that thing gets a little achy when it gets cold. Sure, but. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that happened, but, uh, one, you know, aside from the Justice League trailer, here's a little highlight though, that I thought was really cool. Um, there's an actor, he's been around for about, he's been doing, he's been doing work for 60 years. He has a 60 year career named Richard Hurd. And, uh, my youngest sister, Brittany, she who designed our magnificent logo. It is fantastic. Um, she's in college and he was, he's going to speak. He, he spoke at her college. And she got to meet him. And if you don't know who this guy is, I looked it up. He's not in anything DC that I could find mm-hmm. to connect it. But I love this dude. Like, he was on MASH. He played uh, George's boss, Mr. Wilhelm, on Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And he was fantastic in that. Um, they do a great bit where, like, he the she got an autograph for me. She, oh, cool. She told, she told him about this show. He said he loves podcasts. He's got to listen to our show. Awesome. Now, I don't know. He could have been. Yeah. Just being I mean, nice. I love empty promises as much as actual ones. Right. But especially she said, if I can't claims, verify anything. Right. She claims that, like, she actually told him, like, the name of the show and he, like, went and looked it up on his iPod and, like, saved it. Oh, cool. So, Richard Hurd, dude, if you were listening to this, I love you, man. Um, <laughs> he was Tom Paris's, like, asshole father on Star Trek Voyager. Um, he's been so many things. He was on Next Generation, but I'll always remember him as Mr. Wilhelm, first and foremost, on Seinfeld. Um, there's a great yeah. bit, uh, where, uh, there's, there's this rumor that there are these, uh, <laughs> these, like, cleaners, these office cleaners who are secretly a cult. So George, like, hires them because he wants to see what their pitch is. He wants to see if they're, they're going to induct him into the cult and they have no interest in him mm-hmm. <laughs> and it pisses him off. And then like later on they're cleaning and he f- realizes Mr. Wilhelm has become part of the cult and they're like, Mr. Wilhelm. And he's like, my name is Tanya now. So this cat actually <laughs> like he, he, he autographed this picture of himself in the cleaning outfit and he signed it Richard Hurd dash Tanya. Nice. Um, <laughs> so this has and, made you know, at least your month. Absolutely. Several more probably. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the great things about it is after that abduction into the cult throughout the series, he, like, went more and more crazy. Like, and they just didn't really, they didn't, like, say it was because of that, but they just kind of did it. 
where right. like he's telling George to do things, and then somehow George's work is getting done, and they suspect that it's him, <laughs> even though he's the one that's telling him to do it. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, he did a great job with it, and uh, if he does listen, dude, thank you. I, <laughs> that's weirdly humbling to think that you're listening to the show. <laughs> uh, now, anyway. I, I uh, as far as my weekend goes, I have a wonderfully anticlimactic story about um, climactic story about why my arm is sore. <laughs> oh. Do tell. Um, so uh, Saturday, the uh, the, the in laws came over. We played pool. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got the new pool table set up outside in the garage. It's just it's a glorious uh, addition to my life. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, a slate table four by eight. I couldn't be happier. If if uh, I, mean, I just I want to yeah. pinch myself every time I get out there. I've got myself penciled in for April fifth to go check this. Thing oh out. damn straight, you're coming Chase in to out. check this thing out. And. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm happy as I could be. Finally got somebody. I, I didn't know, um, uh, my, my, uh, my wife's sister's dating somebody. I didn't know he could actually ball a little bit. So I finally had like a real game instead of like my wife trying to play for half a second and then giving up. Yeah. Um, I haven't had too so many your visitors wife beat you. over to the, uh, your wife. Yeah. She beat me on like the, first, on the game. first game. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was one of those moments where I kind of told her like, enjoy that. It'll never happen again. <laughs> I'm just sore from putting together the table. I mean, I really, literally, when I was holding, <laughs> I was holding like 800 pounds on my back trying to level it. Um, yeah. But yeah, like uh, we, we, I finally got like a good game. He beat me, I beat him, and then we, we kind of had to call it after that. It was like, I will see you soon, sir. Um, good game. I welcome you back to my garage anytime. Anyway, so Saturday mm-hmm. night was fun. Uh, Sunday we decided, uh, let's go meet some friends. So we met some friends o- over at a uh, nice place with some nice food and a nice arcade system. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the skee-ball there kind of works, but it doesn't completely work. Mm. So we decided... So it's like every other skee-ball ever. Exactly. Um, but it, it kind of works in like a cock kind of way where you're like, oh, God, I, now I really want to play skee-ball. So it's like every other skee-ball ever. <laughs> yes. But we knew a place with slightly newer skee-ball machines. That oh, might okay. work. So we we go down the street now to to another arcade, and this is this is me and my wife. My my like we're we're in our early thirties, and we're like going between arcades now. Yeah, just just pathetic middle aged people jonesing for some ski ball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Going <laughs> yeah, going home, having a beer between between right. ski ball adventures, heading back to the. Uh, and what we particularly liked is like this is a, a bowling alley bar arcade and laser tag if you want to um kind of deal so you know we could go to the bar and like literally like set your beer down by the ski ball thing and and it's funny because there's like a six-year-old waiting in line behind you and you're like well i'm gonna pop my beer here don't drink that youngin (laughs) you shouldn't steal a sip we'll all get in trouble you're not representing the south well right now (laughs) (laughs) this is not southern i promise you are you dude you stay away from my beer youngin come on (laughs) All right, youngin, I'll give you that. But like we we uh, <laughs> we got there and we we started playing and like you get, you get in you you know now nowadays in arcade you get like things you basically swipe a card and get like this little uh, plastic card that gives you tokens and all that crap. You don't run around with like a pocket full of quarters anymore. So we did that. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we played the crap out of the skee ball. Um, really enjoyed. You know, just went around and played like Connect Four on this giant screen and. Um, I, I like laughed three times because my wife should have beat me and she finally beat me on the fourth time. I was like, I got it. And I was like, you missed like three other times. You should have beat me because I totally screwed up. <laughs> um, like one time I even went, Oh, and then she still didn't get me. I was like, wow, I might get one over. Um, I didn't, she won, but we had a lot of fun. We played some, some of the stupid games, you know, and, and then at some point we realized we're actually accumulating points. 
So we actually went to the little, you know, you know, the checkout thing at arcades. You get yeah. prizes and everything. We went out there and we saw this like giant tennis ball. I mean, like a nine inch radius tennis ball. And I thought, oh my god, my dog would love that tennis ball. It was blue too. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we realized we needed X amount of points, and we were only about 60% of the way there, and we're like, okay, well, what, have we, what have we done that's made the most points? And it was clearly the thing where you like throw you throw these little rubber balls at the clowns and knock them over. Yeah. So I became the clown stud and mm-hmm. and just started like pounding these freaking clowns with, with, with my balls, which is all a real sentence, but, you know, sounds how it sounds. But I, I just I just went through like several games in a row of, of just throwing these balls at these clowns. And um, sadly, <laughs> in the search for the giant tennis ball, which I got, no problem. Right. Now my arm hurts. I know that sounds I, I know that sounds silly, but now my arm hurts because it's been way too long since I've uh, I've I've pitched. And the worst thing about it was it took Bruce exactly two and a half minutes to completely destroy that ball, which apparently I paid forty dollars for in arcade yep. terms. Mm-hmm. Bruce is your dog. One of your dogs. Yeah. Bruce is the more mouthy dog. <laughs> Chewed yeah. right through that thing. I was so like so happy watching him bouncing around. And then like uh, about the two and a half minute mark, I heard. Oh, come on. Yeah. I think before I spent any money on it, I would have been like, may I feel of the ball? I did. I went in there. I bounced it around. Oh, this could work. Oh, nothing. Then you were just mistaken. No, yeah, I was just poorly mistaken. But it, Bruce we, is it, vicious. We enjoyed that two and a half minutes. And I did, I, in all fairness, enjoy beating the crap out of those clowns. Mm. So it was cathartic for yeah. you? Yeah. No, I was like a baseball okay. Batman for You think minutes. it was in some way linked to Jared Leto's Joker? No. No, no, no. These these were, okay. uh, these were, these were like the, the side cast of the Gotham crew, if anything, oh. as far as makeup. Okay. All right. Uh, speaking of DC, we should probably speaking talk about Speaking of actual something. DC. Okay, yeah. Maybe we should do that. Maybe do that. Um. This first piece of news, uh, like, we don't have a lot of news for this episode, <laughs> because we talked about the Justice League trailer and all the stuff leading up to it, like, on the review, so. Yeah. Um, I saw this, I thought it was funny. It's not real. It's from The Onion, but I thought it was funny. You guys could sue me. Uh, or not. Please don't. Um, <laughs> uh, DC executive worried Batgirl script not interesting enough to be a movie, three more movies, 2028 reboot and four more movies. Burbank, <laughs> California. While giving creative notes on the screenplay in a Friday meeting, DC Comics president Jeff Johns reportedly said he was concerned that a recent draft of the Batgirl origin script was not compelling enough to support a movie, three more movies, a 2028 reboot, and four additional movies. Frankly, I just don't see this having the legs to carry a feature film, a follow-up trilogy, a video game franchise, and then another prequel trilogy, Johns said. Adding that while the script's first act definitely works, he worried the narrative would drag when stretched to a full 90-minute runtime, several more 90-minute runtimes, and a dozen more 50-minute runtimes as part of the Netflix tie-in series. I'm just worried this starts running out of steam well before the end of the movie, the comic book adaptation, and the standalone spin-off movies telling the Huntress's backstory. If a narrative can't even sustain a single movie in a Lego set, let alone more than one syndicated animated series, maybe it needs some heavy revisions. At press time, DC DC executives had decided to ask for a total rewrite after concluding villain Killer Moth was not an interesting enough antagonist <laughs> to hold people's interest for two hours and the length of several Six Flags roller coasters. <laughs> They're considering Kite Man as a replacement. <laughs> Kite Man is voiced by Jeffrey Combs. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You know what's sad is like, I, it, it just it viscerally, you're like, no, Batgirl can do it. And the, the other party is <laughs> just... 
Oh, it, it's a tearing subject. <laughs> so uh, great satire. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's the Onion guys. Uh, this is not the Onion. This is Yahoo Movies though. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know. I'm sure somebody out there knows this. We don't talk about it on the show very often because it's just much of horse crap. Much of hoo-ha. But um, every, all the fans you know, keep saying, Oh, Charlie Hunnam for the Green Arrow. Charlie Hunnam. I don't disagree necessarily. I like Charlie Hunnam. I've liked the kid since Undeclared. You don't even know what Undeclared is, do you? Mm-hmm. That's right. I know you don't <laughs> because it was canceled. One season, baby. I got it on DVD. It's amazing. He doesn't even look like himself. No. But you know what? Everyone's saying he should be playing the DCEU Green Arrow. Yahoo Movies talked to this guy. Um, Sons of Anarchy. Mr. Sons of Anarchy. He says, I didn't grow up a comic fan. I haven't really seen any of the Marvel movies or the Batman films or anything. It's just not really my taste. So I must confess, I don't really know who the Green Arrow is. Says he's probably not going to be doing any comic book heroes anytime soon. So pack it away, kids. No. Wasn't he pretty much cute guy on Undeclared? He was Lloyd. He was the, the, the cute British guy. Resident cute yeah. British guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he did a really good job. No, you find uh, there, there wasn't really anyone on Undeclared that did a poor job. Undeclared is an amazing show. Yeah. I mean, except the people who chose not to renew it over and over again. They did a poor job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's your standard Judd Apatow story for television, yeah. isn't it? I just don't know if you anyway. can exist over in television. We'll kick you down the yeah. road to wait. How much did you make on that movie? Oh, fuck. Right. So one of the rare instances of someone actually being able to make Ben Stiller funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers has opened a new office in Beijing, China. Kevin Sujihara, CEO, mm-hmm. says Warner Brothers has been producing world-class films and TV shows for almost 100 years, and we look forward to sharing our expertise with our partners in China as well as with up-and-coming talent to benefit the entire entertainment industry. In the spirit of true cultural exchange, we are eager to learn from our partners and share great Chinese stories with audiences around the world. Now, hopefully, I mean, like BBS made like a hundred million dollars from China. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad was like banned, banned. from China. Still, for unknown reasons. We don't really know completely. No, no. Hopefully this will, like, help bridge that gap a little bit and keep other movies from being banned from China. But... As far as I know, it's not like something that has, like, it It can be a pretty, um, I don't know, whimsical decision to ban a movie in China. I, I, I don't know the, the politics of who's involved. Apparently you can get banned pretty quickly. I would have never thought of <laughs> banning movies in China as whimsical, necessarily. That's an interesting I, word I, choice, Jason. I, I don't want to say uh, mercurial. I just want to say it's something that happened. It, it can happen quickly and without a lot I, of <laughs> input. Well, I I somewhat now, I, I mean, I like the, the imagery. I feel like there's maybe a musical going on where someone's banning random movies in China mm-hmm. just happily singing and dancing and banning things i don't know yeah some it's sort of better tinkerbell than... outfit maybe Just yeah floating around flip, 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 sure. flip, you're gone flip 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 flu yeah that how we're handling that yeah oh absolutely flip 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 flu um <laughs> <laughs> that that will no. be our our foley work for that uh concept yes uh i i it does just like when you read that headline, didn't it just reek of we're going to try to make sure we have this covered in China? Yeah. We didn't enjoy losing that extra couple hundred million dollars, probably. Right. Yeah, probably. Especially since, you know. It was not nah, an insignificant know. amount of money that they probably would have made there. <laughs> no, it probably. A lot of people in China would have watched Suicide Squad, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so Wonder Woman has an official rating. Apparently, this is div- of divisive opinion. I don't understand why. Like, I just keep seeing people like, what? Like, people are pissed that Wonder Woman's not going to be R-rated. Why was it going to be R-rated? I don't know. What part of these trailers led you to believe that she was going to be like, beheading people on screen. Apparently, like, <laughs> like see... the internet is divided into two different people. You're going to see arterial like... blood spurts from her. No. I th- apparently, like, the internet is divided into two different factions. The faction who's like, what do you mean it's going to be PG-13? What? How? You've seen that Logan and Deadpool are good? And then there's the other faction, you know, who are like, oh, they're totally going to make it R-rated. They're going to make it R-rated because of Logan and Wolverine sellouts. And <laughs> whatever. As you know. People are divided over the rating. I don't understand. But it's rated PG-13 for sequences of violence and action and some suggestive content. Seems fair. Seems like she's probably going to, you know, bone Steve Trevor It seems like she's probably going to bone Steve Trevor, sure. But I don't think we're going to see her bone Steve Trevor. I don't need to see her bone Steve Trevor. I I, I just... Define need. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Not add anything to the movie. Uh, No, those are also a bunch of complaints from people who don't understand how movies work, though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah this shit is in the can it's done they're not editing or yeah. uh, like they can't add footage they didn't already have like this thing's coming out i mean they can it's coming out in a few months man they're not gonna go back and redo some of the more grotesque shots to make sure it had this deadpool feel to it like right. well you know it was nice when she swung her sword what'd be nice though mm-hmm. is if we actually saw the guy's guts fall out that would be cool I mean, yeah, I would kind of, I would kind of laugh a little bit, but it, we're not going to reshoot a movie for it, nor do I absolutely have to have it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just want to see uh, what an appendix looks like in a Wonder right. Woman film. Because it's going to look different than any other film. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I didn't. I never expected this to be rated anything other than PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, I mean, certain things, like, I don't mind PG-13, and PG-13 doesn't bother me. I don't be like, oh, God, this would have been so much better if it was rated R. No. You know what? The, the only time I ever think that, usually, is, like, live free or die hard. I felt like that. Mm. Where, like, where he, like, puts the gun up to his own chest, you know, and, like, he's got to shoot himself, but he knows if he shoots himself, he'll shoot the guy that's, like, holding him. And he, like, shoots himself to kill the guy behind him. He's like, yippee-ki-yay, mother. And then you hear the gunshot, and it's like, oh, that was lame. <laughs> like, it's like the fourth film in the franchise. You can't curse now because yeah. you're suddenly PG-13. That's lame. Yeah. Like, diehard movies are rated R, jackass. That's the thing we do. That's the thing they we do. We make rated R Christmas um, movies. That's our tradition. <laughs> Only two of them are rated R Christmas movies. <laughs> But um, it's established. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's you know. a place for it. There really is. Like, it, there's no reason in the world Deadpool should have ever been considered for, for PG-13. It doesn't make sense for the character. It internally doesn't make sense. And I'm really happy everyone fought for it. No, I mean, it. it the, the, I the violence and the the sexual connotations, all of that. Yes, were they made it a a Deadpool film? But it, think about it in this vein too, though. Think about how funny it would have be. been. Like, if they made a sequel, like Deadpool 3, let's say Deadpool 3 is PG-13, how funny would it be to have bleeps and have Deadpool joking about how they're trying to widen their audience by making it PG-13? Okay, that'd be fine, but I think they still had to establish the R one, you know? I mean, if you look at, if you look at the comics and you see, like, even if they'd done it initially, 
you look at the comics, like they don't actually say a lot of the stuff that he says. They just put the little like squiggly lines and the you know symbols and stuff that mean cursing. Yeah, I mean because the comics, like I don't know what everyone's talking about. I mean, yeah, it fits the character, but they didn't go R-rated in the comics most of the time. There's, there's no need. <laughs> We all know what he's saying, but he actually does say it. They just censor him a little bit. It wouldn't yeah. make sense in visual format to censor him a little bit. Unless, like you're saying, he did the fourth wall thing, but that would get old after a while. Eh. For an hour and a half, or whatever. I don't know how much. I, I wanted to actually see him go that far. So Yeah. Yeah. I like, agree. in a sense, just, in, in, in certain contexts, it makes sense to have rated R. In certain contexts, it makes sense to, you know, tell your damn story. So, Wonder Woman should just be able to tell her story. Yeah. Uh, on to the Justice League. Ah, I agree with yes. you, by the way. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. On to Justice League news. We were, you know, very concerned about who did that Beatles cover in the Justice League trailer. Uh, you went back and forth with Scott of the Squadcast. I went so back and forth Squadcast. with several people. Yeah, you were going back and forth. I uh, stopped caring almost immediately. I was like, who did that tra- that, that cover? That was awesome. And then, like, the next sentence, I, 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 that was the last I cared. Yeah. No. Well, like, I, I was just gone. I, a lot of the dialogue was, <laughs> oh, it's Aerosmith. No, it's not. Um, yeah, especially when it started getting into, like, no, it's Godsmack. It's Aerosmith. It's Godsmack. It, it's Aerosmith. It, those, oh, were the, it's those were the two that I got sent a lot. Um, it, was, it was Aerosmith and Godsmack. And you go back, and, and the, the thing is, if you listen to the, like, come together right, right. now over me. Okay, um, you know Steve Tyler when he's doing Come Together because he sounds like a, yes. a whiny 14-year-old. And you know Godsmack when he's doing it because uh, whoever that guy's name is. I might have known it back in 1998 or so, but screw that. <laughs> um, whoever that guy is, though, you hear the like, Come Together! It's this like post-Pearl Jam era new metal yeah. rock voice he does. Mm-hmm. No chance. Now, granted, the guitar work actually sounds very similar on the Godsmack cover. Mm-hmm. Got to give it that. I, like I understand where people were coming from, but when you really do the back to back on the come together right now for me, it doesn't doesn't flow. So we finally right. did get an answer. I, I mean, courtesy of uh, Squadcast guy Scott, he he's the one that told me about it. I don't know. Yeah, that, apparently that's scary. Where I learned from that's yeah. he told me too. It's Gary Clark Jr. with composer Junkie XL. Um, yeah, I could have guessed it was Junkie XL though. I um, wouldn't have necessarily guessed, but I was excited to I hear he was involved. Have. I didn't, but I could have. <laughs> see, see what I did there? Right. Because I'm a jackass. Yay! I learned that trick from Matt Carroll of the MCU cast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say I did. A little trick guess. I picked I up from I, uh, the Carroll. I, I, I didn't say I did guess it. I said I could have. <laughs> 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 now the uh, it was it was uh it was finally good to see some um i i was happy to, to have a resolution of that because i was i was sure it was not a cover yeah. that was out there and i did my research and was like no this doesn't fit anything and i actually had a side bet with myself I was like nah, man, I, I mean it doesn't sound like his voice but like snyder likes soundgarden they're together again i know he's a cornell <laughs> fan like i was surprised he didn't ask soundgarden to make this thing happen right. they do a come together cover live that i've heard right. it what do you think of the controversy surrounding this, the music in the trailer? Because apparently there's this co- a controversy. People are pissed off about it. Like, there are a what lot of people the who problem? are pissed off about it. I don't know. Hey, Hardest Button to Button is a fantastic song. Come Together is a fantastic song, and this is a good cover of it. Yeah. What do you want? I, I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> 
Like, I asked the question without actually fully understanding the problem. I don't understand the myself. problem fully either, and if anyone wants to, to let me know more specifics about the problem. But for, like, for now, my, my overall, um, I don't know, rebuttal is bollocks. Right. It's not an official... It's not an official piece of news on this episode because, I mean, well, <laughs> I didn't care enough. <laughs> but there are people out there, and they've actually made news articles like, oh, here's the Justice League trailer with Hans Zimmer scoring from the Batman v Superman movie. I'm like, okay. What? Like, they're like, it's, it's even better. And I'm like, whatever. I don't, I mean, I like the come together stuff. I do. I, I liked it. I mean, why are you pissed about the Beatles? I don't understand. I, I, I can't get that. I'm me. I'm coming from very uh, a very personal space. I can't get why someone would be upset about come together, which makes right. so much sense thematically, and doing mm-hmm. a, a kind of rock and cover um, that is only accentuated by Batman swinging in on freaking. I I, I just don't understand why why there yeah. would be a real problem here. Um, I'm open to suggestions. Please let me problem, know. The problem the problem is it's not the Avengers. That's the problem. It's not Marvel. It's not the Avengers. Um, neither is it Christopher Reeve, neither is it Batman the Animated Series. It's, you know, they, they have a problem with anything new. And that's the biggest thing that the DCEU is going to have to face is, is not all of these previous versions of things. And it's not the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And people are just looking for any reason to shit on it. Well, yeah, there's, there's the old, uh, that's just the truth. The old adage of like, give me the same thing, but different. And what we're getting right now is something just a little beyond that range. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's and different. I say that for better or worse. Trust me, we've yeah, I, 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 go back and listen to our podcast. We've talked about the problems this this universe has over and over again. But we're not like it's it's not complete shite. It's really not. No, absolutely not. It's uh, it has problems know, like everything does. I, I mean, for God's sake, guys, the force the force awakens. It had problems. I liked the force awakens, but it had problems. Don't want to mess with anyone's day, but that plot was a little off. I'm going to tell you this. Force Awakens is my favorite Star Wars movie. I can kind of deal with that. But it has problems. What is God bro? Like it's a movie, man. There, there, there's flaws everywhere. You you just it's going to be what it is. Um it's it's <laughs> The funny part about suspension of disbelief though is like you it is it's an exercise in like how far you're willing to go with somebody. It's a little bit like being in a relationship where you have mm-hmm. like you have this person that you're in love with and uh, the way I've heard it described is like uh, Michelin web sketch that I always love is like it, you're a little bit delusional in each other's favor. Yes. It's a wonderful, magnificent it's, sketch. It's a wonderful line. Um, Go look up the best man speech that Mitchell and Webb looked the best man speech. Oh, it's man. a wonderful introduction you know to what these people are care, uh, capable of. But that, I might even put it in the, uh, just in the description, just put in it the, in the, the show notes. notes. Yeah, please. Just, please do. <laughs> but it, yeah. that's what happens when you watch a, a product that you're, you're in love with, especially if it's a product that you have a previous relationship with. You you, yes. you watch it, you're a little bit delusional in each other's favor, and there's a level, there's a point at which you are going to abandon that suspicion of disbelief or, or even abandon your, your history together or there's a breaking point. It doesn't matter if it comes in mm-hmm. in terms of like, you've gone too far, I can't do this anymore. Like if it's a relationship, it's like, you know, maybe it's the third guy that uh, that uh, you, you you cheated on me with or maybe it's like the first time you looked at somebody odd depending on my personal issues probably in that situation like it it's all going to be very subjective is my point and mm-hmm. you get to a movie like this and you get to a franchise like this especially where we all have so much back history and you just it's it's so freaking subjective 
Like, you yeah. can watch even this two and a half minute trailer has just enough in it where where people are getting like vitriolically pissed at it mm-hmm. for reasons that I can't quite understand because I'm still kind of on the like oh no it's my friend side of it. <laughs> but I just you know I mean I, I why you know. The, the problem I'm, is, though, if you jump over to the other side where you go, oh, man, no, 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 no. Fa- the, the Fonz has, has jumped over the shark. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. You I mean, you get to that point now where, like, you have to go back and crawl back into the material. And that's what I keep hoping for so much is like, the people who are still on board with this thing are going to probably look at Wonder Woman and Justice League and go, these are great. And be, like, more amped yeah. about what they were already feeling. The people that were already off the boat – they're not they're not going to be like bought you know, back in by a couple of really good shots and and uh, I I don't know what it's going to take to buy people back in. Well, I I don't know. I you know, me personally, like I have more of a uh let's say um traditional viewpoint of the characters. And I won't say that like I'm totally down with like the whole like oh, you know, come little chum and all that. But a version of Batman or and and whatnot, but you know, I don't I'm not sure I'm completely on board the um Zack Snyder and his and his crew, the people that work under Snyder, seem to be all in on a notion of the DC universe where it's like like they, they cater to the fans who are like bodybuilding, tattoo wearing grody people. <laughs> <laughs> like let's let's put tattoos over everything and like have like really big beards and be kinda like metal, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's fine. I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I, I and feel I've, like you're waiting you know, to include Axe Body Spray in your description of the fans. I don't know that I would go that far. Axe Body Spray is a different. That's a different group. <laughs> but um, I think Axe Body Spray is what like Marvel fanboys may, might wear. Mm, mm. But um, I I don't know, man. I I kind of feel like this is not the DC that I know. Like, to me, like, the DC that I know is, like, these, like, golden gods. You know what I mean? Like, like old school, oh, like, the new frontier people gods. The whole yeah, New Frontier. New Frontier is the perfect, um, it's kind of almost the perfect, uh, the perfect way to describe it. But, you know, um, I really like the idea of Aquaman being this, like, regal but angry king, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, gre- I grew up on Peter David's run. With Aquaman with the hook arm, mm-hmm. uh, where he was a little bit, he was a little bit Wolverine, but he was like not like this like sort of redneck version that Jason Momoa is doing. <laughs> and but the thing about Aquaman, I think you're going to get a little more. I, I think it's going to be a little more rounded than you're seeing right now. And like the they're they're giving him these bestial scenes right now, where he's like harpooning right. people and. Well, you know, I look at I've watched this trailer like a million times. Yeah. And he, you know, when he throws the guy down, grabs the drink, and he's like, it's on him. That sounds like Aquaman to me, a little bit more. Like, he's not quite where we want him to be, but he's not, like, and, I don't know. You that, know it, sound, it seems a little, like... Hawaiian, I think, right? Yeah. He doesn't really have any kind of accent or, or background that's going to give you a redneck theme. I think that... Right. I, I think it's one of those things where, like, you've seen a couple of scenes where he's just going... Rawr! That have pointed you in the wrong direction. I, I, you know the the redneck thing is is him riding on the Batmobile and going yeah. I just feel like like why do, I don't want Aquaman to be a wrestler, but at the same time, at the same time, okay, one, all f- that's that's an incredibly stupid thing to be angry about because Aquaman is almost not at all defined <laughs> in pop culture. Yeah, aside fair. from him being like a complete wuss. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which clearly this guy is. No. So I'm, I'm cool for that. Like, I just like, you know, like when I think of Aquaman, I think of a little more of like, uh, you know, Mr. Worf from Star Trek. Like he's like very like stoic and regal, you know? And like the other le- the leaguers like make fun of him a little bit. No, you want and, like, like mess with him, uh, King Arthur, but, uh, King King Curry. You know? Well, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. fine. I, I like the like the the king who can throw down with his subjects if he has to. It's got this. It's it's got a very Arthur kind of feel to it. Right, but if I was in the position that Zack Snyder is, like, well, if I was in the position, I would do what I wanted to do, which would actually get me blasted for ripping off Thor, <laughs> because he would just be Thor. Like Aquaman would just be Thor. Because Thor and Aquaman are the same people to me in my head. Pretty similar characters, yeah, no doubt. Like they would just be like, "Up, there's old Thor of the ocean, ocean Thor." All right, now one thing. What about Namor? I don't care about Namor. Yeah, screw Namor. Thor. We'll get there. In in defense, though, of the like, yeah, on if if it was me personally riding Uh on the side of the Batmobile, about to take on a few parademons, and like Batman looks up at me with this kind of like knowing like nod. Somewhere in that moment, I might, I, I might actually go, yeah! and I'm from the South. Mm-hmm. And for a second, I would think, right. you're being so Southern, you asshole. And then I would think, no, no, this is the moment where this belongs. Like, I have expected in that scene to see, like, Aquaman snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> kick, big, big, kick Bigfoot in the face and throw it something right. at a parademon. Yeah. But again, like, I've, you know, even over the course of this show, and, you know, I, I'm somewhat surprised that no one's called us out on our hypocrisy yet. They probably have. <laughs> but at the beginning of this show, at the beginning of DC on screen, some 350 episodes ago, uh-huh. actually 350 episodes ago exactly, if you go back, we're way more down on this shit than we are now. And I think we've transcended a little bit in some ways. Like, I think we've just become more accepting overall of the of the multiverse. <laughs> And, or maybe it's just that we're just so sad with always being down on stuff. But you know what? I think we're still correct about all the stuff we said before. I I honestly do. Like, and I you know I haven't gone back and listened. to I all would like that to shit. believe what you're saying. I also believe that we've talked so I long that we can't possibly be like completely right about everything. We right. surely we've contradicted ourselves several times. But do you think we've changed our opinions out of boredom? Not out of boredom. <laughs> I, I stand by my issues with Man of Steel. I have my issues Still with BBS. Still have those too. I, I I do yeah. think though we were initially. Uh, I do remember like in our in our run, uh, we we were initially uh, kind of pissed about like yeah. when Ezra Miller got cast. It was kind of a it was, it was yeah. a bad day for us. We 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 really wanted like. We kept thinking TV's doing so well right now at portraying a few of these characters, and they were. Mm-hmm. Why not use that? And yeah. They started doing I, the. I the still they started agree with that to some degree. Well, and I, I'm personally, I went through this phase where, like, I I thought, oh, why aren't you using these characters, you know, in your films? It mm-hmm. makes sense. What are you doing, you piece of shit? And then I kind of came around to like, what finally convinced me at some point was, uh, you know, we get all this. Uh, we actually do get a fair amount of uh, feedback from Marvel people saying blah 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 blah, and um, just. Is that is that the an actual quote? Blah, 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 yeah, it was blah 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 blah. <laughs> it amounts to that generally. I, I just uh, <laughs> uh, you know just interpreted, but yeah, we, we get that, and we also get uh, in in doing research for our shows, we we find this inevitable list of Marvel vs DC 
bullshit. Yeah. And one of the the things people kept saying was like, oh my god, they 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 should be more like Marvel, but even. And it got it, it got exhausting. And one of the reasons I realized it was exhausting was because over time, having watched all the Marvel stuff, because I love the Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. even Iron Fist enjoyed that. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to it. Though. Enjoyed it. Really had a great time. Seven. What is it like? Seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, dude, it was nineteen Man. at one point. It was the dude, lowest rated show on Netflix <laughs> at one point. It is time. It is time <laughs> to give up Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Just call. <clears throat> DOA on Rotten Tomato. I don't know. I tell your friends. I don't know. Um, it's again. It's not like I don't have more problems. You get there. I can't think of a show. I don't. I have don't with. know if I can think of one single show that I I, I can't come up with a couple things about. It, it, but that's that's our nature. That's what we do. So I don't feel bad about that. That's just how yeah. we are. But all the Marvel stuff. Well, all the Marvel stuff know. coming out of it, as it is. I, at some point, I've talked about this before, so I'll keep it brief. But. The Marvel stuff I realized was <laughs> several different universes. They they pitched it as mm-hmm. the MCU, but you have the movies, yeah, and then you have the TV, and then you have the Netflix. And mm-hmm. the Netflix talks about the movies every now and then, and the TV talks about the movies every now and then. But the TV and the Netflix don't talk about each other at all, and the movies never talk about either of those fuckers because they're too good to because right. they're movies. It <laughs> it's just stupid. It is not a cohesive universe. Yeah. It it does like chronologically for the most part makes sense and that's cool mm-hmm. but it doesn't really yeah it's not and that's that's one of the things that i was gonna say that doesn't that made me change my mind about like and I, you know if well, they wanted to try it if they actually honestly honest to god hand to god wanted to do tvs and movies and the and eps just of the all flash. of our dc shows like all of our cw shows yeah. faced all these questions for a long time especially when they were casting and doing all this stuff like when bbs was mm-hmm. coming like early on and like our first year for instance we we covered a lot of that and mm-hmm. what personally what, what i realized was uh did we have two universes that are actually doing themselves separately i've got more material mm-hmm. than you do and they're not yeah. lying to and me that's the thing DC is a smart move if they do it correctly, and they still haven't done it correctly, and they they have to build up to it. So I'm not faulting them for that, and I hope they do it one day. But you know, seeing how the the DC operates and seeing how the Marvel universe is operated, and kind of feeling like I've been in this thing for ten years in Marvel, like I've been watching this shit since 2008, and I still don't. And they like they promised us one universe, and I kind of feel like yeah, it's the one universe, but who cares? What do I give a crap? No, it's literally, it's the, at this point, it's, one universe is a fine thing, but let's, let's put it in real yeah. astrophysical What's, terms. What are the benefits of that? Well, seeing everybody team the, up. The nearest, well, what are the chances we're going to see that? Zero. You remember oh. that whole thing a few weeks ago about like, oh, there's like eight planets that are exactly the right size and distance from a f- the sun that they could be life bearing. Pla- well, they're 40 million yeah. light years away. See you later. I, <laughs> I it's mean. neat to know, but we'll never know these people if they're there. Right. That's how the actual you know what? Marvel Universe they're is probably right now. They're probably shitting on movies on their planet. Probably. Who cares? But, you know, the the thing is, is like what's really cool about, and, you know, this might not ever, that might never happen. And with Jeff Johns, I'm sure he wants to do it, but this probably will never happen. Uh-huh. If they do Crisis on Infinite Earths, sure. like, even Ezra Miller has talked about that. Oh, like, Ezra Miller is excited. He's one of the, uh, like him yeah. talking about. It's one of the reasons where I kind of I had to I had to give it to him. Like this guy really wants to be the Flash. 
I'm not yeah. gonna hate on Grant Gustin puppet, not being the Flash anymore. This guy, yeah. Cares. If you if you like go through several years, and we we have our our Flash show, we have our Arrow show, we have you know begrudgingly Legends of Tomorrow, which I've I'm not so disenchanted with. I am so disenchanted with it. I just wish it was not there. I'm fine with it at this point. I know that's why we're good together because you know. <laughs> It's good that, like, not all the listeners are alienated by my anger. <laughs> <laughs> and yet my um, my glowing endorsement was like, ah, I'm fine. <laughs> well, it's not a great show. But, you know, I would love to see. I Honestly, I would love to see, and they would be fools not to do it. Because you know how much money. This would make three or four billion dollars if they did Crisis on Infinite Earths. And they build it as, like, this is the return of Michael Keaton's Batman. This is the return of Christian Bale's Batman. This is the return of, you know, Val Kilmer's Batman and Clooney's Batman. And we're going to also do Kevin Conroy's Batman. And, oh, guess what? Here's Adam West. And we're going to have a CGI <laughs> Christopher Reeve. And we're going to have Brandon Routh as Superman. And we're going to have Henry Cavill as Superman and Ben Affleck as Batman. If they did that, if they actually, and we're gonna have Grant Gustin as the Flash, and we're gonna, you would have everyone who watched any of these shows ever, like standing in line holding their dicks. Oh, y'all! Like, oh, that's yeah. what would happen. No, and you like, couldn't do it in one film. This would have to be like four <laughs> films. Like, this, this would be though. I, this yeah. is a Jeff Johns wet dream. It is. It is. It's a DC on screen wet. Oh dream. yeah, all DC on screen ever. Like just. Oh my lord, that would be and, amazing! You know, it, it crisis, crisis allows so much as far as uh, what you can get away with that, yeah, could totally make that happen. Yeah. Anyway, we should start talking about the news. Oh, news. Again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Zach <laughs> Snyder was happen. talking about that the Justice. <laughs> yeah, US, USA Today talked uh, with Zack Snyder uh, upon the release of the uh, Justice League movie uh, trailer, not the movie, the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> The thing that's awesome about, about these icons is that a lot of them we haven't seen in the movies before on the big screen, uh, is something Snyder said. He said it's kind of fun to really let the actors stretch their legs and inhabit those characters. It's a process to make a team out of this group of individuals, but for the greater good, maybe they can put their differences aside. Sounds like the Avengers at this point. I'm not going to lie. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like Talking every about team Batman. movie ever. Absolutely. The Avengers wasn't breaking uh, ground. Joss no. Whedon would tell you, like, oh, I didn't invent the team movie. Yeah, no. So, uh, Whedon would say, I did the Magnificent Seven in Superhero form. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. Uh, Snyder says he's, uh, Batman has been a loner for certainly his crime-fighting career, maybe with the exception of Robin. When we meet him in BVS, he's definitely at this low point of isolation. That was always our intention, that Justice League would be this continuation for Batman to evolve into a more complete hero. So there's that. Which is something we've been all we've all been saying over and over again, but you know, the mass media doesn't listen to us. <sighs> yep. Snyder talking about Wonder Woman's solo movie says it's going to flesh out and realize her island home to Mascara and embrace canon with her and get all the elements to mash up uh, that I love from the original stories. But also we'll see that dovetail into not only the why of BVS, but even. Now the why of Justice League and who she is finally realized. We know now where she comes from. And when it comes to the new guys, Snyder says, there's each such awesome personalities in the movie. 
You have Jason stomping around as this inked hairy man, just this mythic creature. And you've got Ezra, who's full of life and hilarious and all over the place and amazing. A really fun and also poignant flash. And Ray's story is, in a lot of ways, the heart of the movie. Cyborg is the heart of the movie, guys. Hmm. Cool. Um, when asked about Superman, he says, It's hard to have a Justice League without Superman. That's how I feel about it. That gives me nothing. Thank you. Well done. I don't think that gives you nothing, man. That's Snyder telling you, man, he's coming. No, that don't that could be him it. just saying, like, well, it was hard to do this without him. <laughs> nah, man, he's coming back. Um, <laughs> some have been some have been supposing that he's going to come back as evil Superman. I have seen that, and that would be cool. I'd be down with that. You know what? I'm I've seen so many iterations of these characters. I don't even care anymore. It showed me something new. I don't give a shit Seriously. what the uh, what the mainstream public sees it anymore. Is Superman. He is like, the oldest of all of us. Like he he has yeah. been around longer than like anyone other than what like Doctor Occult. Oh God! Why would you even bring that guy up? Because he was around for like four months longer than this guy. I just and don't forget the whiz. Yeah, don't forget the guy who dressed in all yellow, who was basically like he was. Uh, he got his powers from a mongoose. I think he he was just it wasn't even a radioactive mongoose. It was just a mongoose, and he got bitten. <laughs> he could run really fast, and he decided to dress in yellow and call himself the whiz. Of course. So he's just like a. He's a stream of piss running around <laughs> <laughs> because he got bitten by a mongoose. Streamless and untrained by any given toilet. <laughs> I, I just, he, he's, <laughs> Superman has been around for so long. If you do something new with him at this no. point, it's an accomplishment. It's, yeah. it's not, it's, but it's not a betrayal. No, Snyder was talking to them though about the early, <laughs> early discussions about uh, figuring out uh, Superman's role in the film. He says, it was always a super intriguing concept to me to have this opportunity to have him make that sacrifice, but also have him be in this, in a weird sort of way, the why of Justice League. What do you do now with him? What does the team think? What does the world need? All that comes into play is fun for us, but it'll be interesting for audiences what we do with him. That makes me feel like the evil Superman thing is probably real. It'll be interesting for audiences what we do with him. Eh, possibly. Not forever. Possibly. He won't be evil forever. No. No, God no. Kidding me? Um, we have a second Justice League. It'll 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 all work out. But I, I just even even if all we're talking about is how do we perceive what happened while he was here? Like we, we there was all this controversy about um his mm. use of power and you know where where does that leave us? Or you know if we form a league, are we are we the new gods now? Are we the new regime? Do we do we answer to anybody? All that stuff. All of those yeah. themes were addressed in BVS. Yeah. Um. There, there's no reason to think anything specific or revolutionary is happening in what he just said. Those are all yeah. themes that are on the table right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, uh, Chris Begley and the cats over at BatmanNews.com have passed it, passed it, posted 101. <laughs> <laughs> They've posted 101 HD screen caps from the Justice League trailer. Earlier this week, I was talking to our buddy Eli Ophelders, who does the magnificent show Stealing the Remote, where he basically forces his poor mother to watch a bunch of movies she doesn't want to watch. And they talk about it. <laughs> It's a phenomenal show, though. I abs- it's, it's, she's not as bad as all that. She's like, 
she's, she's, he's not putting in her, it's not a slavery issue. She's, <laughs> he's not making her do this. It's a phenomenal show though, because you, you know, she, she has a lot of interesting uh, ideas mm-hmm. and so does he. And, uh, and just talking about movies and it's really she cool. She makes it work. But he was, uh, trying to grab wallpapers from the new Justice League trailer. And, um, if you're like Eli and you want to look for these wallpapers, Go over yes. to BatmanNews.com because they have posted 101 HD screen caps from this thing. And it's it's just like watching the Justice League trailer going through these things, just with no music, dialogue, sound effects, and movement. Ah, what we um, always <laughs> wanted. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot for you if you're looking for wallpapers, like I said, or you want to analyze the uh, mezzanine scene, as they say. Yeah. Might be able to find some Easter eggs. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to find Easter eggs. I'm very clueless when it comes to Easter eggs. Like, people look at things, but, oh, look at the shape of that broken glass. I bet that looks like a thing in the comics. Let me look it up. Oh, yeah, look, it's like the lost providence of Krypton. I don't know. I, there are things that I just, I, I can't be counted on to, to catch. <laughs> I know. So, I'm sorry. We're not those guys. We're your friends at the comic shop. We're not the guys who are, you know, taking pictures of windows in the background and seeing what the shatter pattern makes up to be, you know? I am <sighs> not that intuitive, nor am I that compulsive. No. Yeah. Not going to happen. I'm pretty compulsive, but it's about collecting things, you yeah. know? Like, I enjoy going and looking and seeing, like, oh, that's cool that they included that. That's weird. That's kind of a cool throwback or a cool reference, but I I don't want to look for yeah. it. <laughs> Thank you, Internet, for showing me why things are cool. <laughs> so, so for the Marvel guys out there who don't think... I don't know why you'd be listening to this show, because it's a DC show. But for the Marvel guys out there... We may have two. Who knows? We might. For you I two. Mean, we have people. Or three, if I'm being optimistic. We, hey, you know what? We have people who love Marvel. We do. I know we do. For a fact. That's a spirit. Um, I absolutely do because, you know, they talk to us and they're like, it's never be, it's never going to be as good as Marvel. I'm like, whatever. But you know what? James Gunn, they asked him what he thought of the Justice League trailer. And he said, I saw it a long time ago. I really like it. So, director of Guardians of the so Galaxy he's in. 1 and 2 is digging the Justice League trailer. Also, just, uh, and, you know, just to, you know, pile on. <laughs> uh, volume 2 looks pretty great. It does, though. It does. I'm so excited. I'm going to be in that theater on Thursday night. Sorry. Absolutely. Um, see, I'm a, I'm like an overall comic book fan. Like, I'm one of these guys who's like, yeah, I like Marvel. Oh, yeah, I love DC. I've got a podcast about DC. You know what else I'm really excited about? That Spawn movie that Tom McFarlane keeps claiming is going to happen, but never does? No. Nope. Like, I really want to see that. I will be in that. You could reboot Blade right now, and I'd be on that shit. I'm sad right now because I haven't seen the new Power Rangers movie. That's the sad part. Like I'm just like I, I love superheroes. I don't give a crap where they came from. I, I I can actually live without seeing that. Oh man, I don't know. That didn't mean know. that I didn't wake up early, like every morning, to do, watch Power Rangers because it aired at like seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was untenable frankly because i'm not i i have always been a get to sleep late kind of guy and wake up with like hey, I, I, was, I don't know the first 30 minutes of my day are pretty much a like a drunk groping 
I was the kid that waited like a year and a half to watch it on syndication every day on Fox Kids, like after school. I gotta watch Batman the animated series and then Power Rangers. Like, yeah. Like I no, I, I would find it, it there and go, oh, that's what that story did because I couldn't mm-hmm. wake my ass up in time to actually watch it. Yeah, that wasn't gonna happen for me. Never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Doctor Makakil, maybe. Sure. I'll po- I'll post a link to it in the show notes. He did a magnificent, or she, whoever, Whatever. did a magnificent little uh, uh, YouTube video, The Avengers React to the Justice League trailer. Rick Story over on Twitter asked for our thoughts on this. Um, I don't know, man. What are your thoughts? Oh, well, they're, they're <laughs> fairly limited. I mean... They're fairly limited, yeah. I. It's a really well done reaction video. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like the the Avengers, like in the Age of Ultron, hanging out in the Avengers Tower, and then like so instead of like the Ultron stuff coming on, it's the it's the uh, Avengers, the Justice League trailer. Yeah, and then they just react to it, and uh, it basically like plays through the, almost the entire trailer, except Thor gets mad when he sees Aquaman and throws like the hammer through the screen. Yeah, which is a fun punchline, and then they kind of stand quietly, and I kind of liked. Like, to me, it kind of ended on a whimper. Like, there wasn't a punchline. Like, the punchline, to me, was Thor throwing the hammer through the screen. Yeah, that, that was the part but, of the coming. But then, like, they're like, well, what do we do? Like, well, whatever happens, we'll face it together. And they kind of had this, like, the swell of the Avengers music. I love that they threw in Ant-Man. Like, Paul Rudd just be like, hey, I'll be over here doing that this. That made me <laughs> laugh. I'm going to go make some tea. That made me yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, the the high point to, uh, to me was um, Flash, what's your superpower again, um... I'm rich, and then it cuts to Stark, and he kind of looks like I don't know, beside terrified beside yeah. and sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was humorous. I don't know, like I don't know what the bent is though, because like, usually when these things happen, like there's a bent, mm-hmm. like you know, there'll be like, oh, uh, you know, Shat- William Shatner responds to the new Star Trek, and it'll be like the new Star Trek trailer for the Chris Pine stuff, and then it'll be like. The clip of, of Kirk from Enemy Within being like, I'm Captain Kirk! And like smashing the screen over and over again. Yeah. Um, or whatever it was. Uh, There's always like a bent. Like, we don't like this. We like this. So I didn't really see like a real bent here. Like, I didn't see like a, a real bias. So I didn't know what to think of it exactly. Which is probably just more indicative of our shitty society than it is of anything. But... <laughs> No, I, I was the, just expecting the, it. The bent that I got was that the Avengers looked like slightly intimidated by the, the whole process, but that they would still rise to the occasion. Like I felt like this guy might be like one of ours, you know, like one of our own. Yeah, the people who love both. Yeah, I hope so. Hope and I, yeah, I I can deal with that. Um, it was a, it was a cute concept at least. Yeah, and well executed. Like I said, the cutaway well scenes executed. were kind of the part that I enjoyed the most, though. Like it. Yeah. it it gets to a cool part in the trailer, and then they'd cut away to, to the Avengers, and they'd just kind of look worried. <laughs> For some reason, Scarlet Witch looked more worried than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I enjoyed it. It was fun to see, but, you know, moving on. <laughs> so Deadline is reporting that Dylan Clark is going to be producing The Batman with Matt Reeves. Mm-hmm. It would make a ton of sense because he worked very closely with Reeves as producer on Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War for the Planet of the Apes. Clark has no comment. He's not saying yay or nay. 
His uh, rep assured everyone that his full focus is finishing up the Universal films, Scarface, Battlestar Galactica, and Space Race. Uh, He has no deal with Warner Brothers, period. But the word around the water cooler apparently is that he is going to be doing Batman with with Matt Reeves. That is a lot on someone's plate, too, though. Right? Like, why would they... Is that what I'm... See, that's funny because, like, yeah, I mean, we talk, well, we didn't talk about this. I forget. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the radio show used to be a part of the Entertainment Roundtable. Sure. They, they have, they've turned it into a podcast. It's still a radio show, but they put it on a podcast. Yep. And I heard about the Scarface reboot on that. And I still think of myself as being really a part of that for some reason, even though I haven't done a show in a long time, like two years <laughs> or a year or something. Um, you were regular, though. Well, the thing I was like, I was on the show every week for a long time, and then this show became like everything in my life. That's not an exaggeration. Yes. So I don't really have time because I still have a full time job. I don't have time to do the the, the radio show anymore. But I, I listen to them uh, Entertainment Roundtable for anyone who wants to go check that out on the podcast, and um, they talked about it. So. But yeah, there's a Scarface remake, and I don't even know why they would do that, but whatever. Um, I mean, Enough the time one has that passed, ever, they'll try. Well, the the one that everyone is familiar with was a remake. The Al Pacino Scarface was a remake. Anyway, the one that actually blew my mind was Battlestar Galactica. I'm like, dude, sci-fi like knocked it out of the park with that show? Why would you even try to do a remake of that yet? Like, why? Yeah. But whatever. It's still just a like a, a constant at <laughs> Comic Cons everywhere. At discussions yeah. in every nerd group in any capacity. Why would you watch that? I mean, I know why, because it's name brand recognition. And it's just funny to me that like something like because the sci fi show is really why it's a big deal. Because the original show lasted like a year or two. Like they did like a shitty like reboot that didn't last and like it was sort of like a oh battle or Battlestar Earth or whatever it was. Yeah. Eh, whatever. But the the sci-fi show and even the sci-fi show had a spin-off slash prequel that didn't last. Um called Caprica. Mm-hmm. Um but still is apparently it's a pretty uh, viable IP. Anyway, at least for Universal. No, there are people that swear by this, and I can't sure. discount any of them. Yeah, it's I mean, I haven't watched a, it. an extremely tightly written thing that I just have not gotten around to. Like, Battlestar Galactica, in of itself, like the miniseries in the show, I haven't seen, I haven't, I've seen the miniseries, I haven't seen the show completely. I've watched the first couple episodes, and then oddly enough, I don't know why I did this, I watched the last episode. <laughs> don't know why you would do that. No idea. And didn't understand, like, any of it. Well, it's because Matt Carroll, the MCU cast, was watching it. And I just sat down. I was bored one night and sat down and watched it with him. He's like, this is the last episode, you know. And I was like, eh, I don't care. I'm not going to watch this thing. Which is weird for me because it was Ronald D. Moore Mm -hmm. from, you know, uh, Next Generation and DS9. And I love this guy. And I don't know why I did did that. But (laughs) the ending wasn't terrible. Like, at no point did I sit there and go, like, oh, this is awful. Why would they end it like this? Why would they ever do this? No, it was a pretty pretty good ending. And then b- because of the ending, I just kind of felt like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need to go back and watch the thing. <laughs> well, this all seems okay. I'll leave it I alone. Know. What a good ending. And he's like, yeah, but you should watch the show. I'm like, eh, I'm eh. good. <laughs> it all worked out. 
Um, <laughs> Moving on. Do, 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 and then, do, do, do. and then I, th- I always thought that I would go back, and then Caprica ended with like they was just canceled without an ending, and I thought, meh, screw that. Do I really want to do that now? Yeah. Like it's been, it's been, it's been soiled by cancellation. Anyway. Yep. Which apparently I should go back and watch because Patton Oswalt was apparently pretty great in the show. I don't know. Probably Patton Oswalt. Kidding me? Yeah, absolutely. Got him. <laughs> I just said the first word of the next thing I was talking about. Does it make sense? <laughs> I just went, yeah, Gotham. Because I was about to talk about Gotham City Sirens. <laughs> <laughs> so Gotham City Sirens. Uh, Jessica Chastain was in an interview with Cinema Blend. She said she's open to the idea of playing Poison Ivy. She says, I'm interested in all things where the characters are strong and dynamic and not stereotypes or objects. I like female characters that are subjects, not objects. And so if Poison Ivy happens to be that, sure, throw my hat into the ring. I would be okay with her as Poison Ivy. I don't I don't know where she's from, so I feel bad responding to her comments by saying this, but right? yeah, she looks Poison Ivy. She looks Poison Ivy-ish. Like me personally, I would prefer someone who looked a little more impish, um, more... Uh, petite and elfish but that's my own weird things because of the bruce tim universe yeah like, I, yeah you do you know what i mean yeah yeah in that in that sense you do kind of imagine um her as like five two i do yeah i do i tend to do that um she's not a red claw <laughs> uh you know i'm fine with it in you know in, in another way but you know i'm not sure that i uh you know, I uh, I used to think like maybe Emma Stone would be a good Poison Ivy, but then I saw like one of those things where she read where the people read uh, mean cele- mean tweets about celebrities, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Is that Kimmel or uh, Kimmel or Fallon? I can't remember. Yeah, it's one of them. It's one of the Jimmies. Mm-hmm. But uh, she read a she read a mean tweet about herself. Emma Stone did. She said, Emma Stone looks like she always smells like cat piss, and now I can't get that <laughs> out of my head. Like I just can't. Like it's part is like because whatever it was, it rang so true to me that I can't get it out of my head anymore. Like it's just every time I see her, I think she smells like cat piss. You've been neurologically damaged with the cat piss. Do you ever do that? Um, probably, but I can't We're pull up an example like, right now to relate to you. Because I totally just thought like, oh man, Emma Stone, she's great. You know, she's a good actress and she's really attractive. And I'd love to see her in anything as anything. Like, she could be Barbara Gordon. She could be Poison Ivy. I'd be fine. She could be Mary Jane. She could be, you know, Gwen Stacy. I'm good. And then she read that tweet where it said that she looks like she smells like cat piss. And for some reason, it just rang so true for me. It was so fundamentally true somehow in my brain that now I can't enjoy her in anything. (laughs) The only thing I have to relate to that is that uh, Lisa Kudrow has the the ongoing series now that's uh, web therapy. Uh-huh. And some part of me thinks that she has a smelly cat. <laughs> See, I can't get over the fact that she dated Conan O'Brien. Oh, that must have been a funny, funny set of dates. Either, you know, but because, but comedians are messed up, though. Oh, so, yeah, like, no, they're, they're and damaged I, people, and I love them. I, but, I adore Conan O'Brien. And, but I can't, like, I've seen that, that film, Conan O'Brien Can't Stop, and I cannot yeah. imagine that he wasn't in some way incredibly abusive to her emotionally. <laughs> because apparently that's how he rolls. I mean, he's just that guy. Like, he's not, 
I don't even know if that's true, but it's, it seems like that. Like, when he's working, he's so in- intense and everything. Yeah, no, he, he's in it. But um, but I don't know how she is either. So, apparently they're still friends, so I guess he wasn't that bad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on to some more news. Sad news. I was really sad to hear it. Bernie Wrightson uh, passed away. He had brain cancer. He died March 18th in Austin, Texas. He was 68 years old. And uh, this is the guy that co-created Swamp Thing. He was the the artist, the illustrator. Oh. And he also did he did uh, illustration. I mean, this is a guy that did like ridiculously detailed, complex art. Like this is a Bernie Wrightson. Look this guy up. B e r n i e w r i g h t s o n. Um. This guy did stuff for like he did an uh, like a Marvel adaptation for Frankenstein. Um, he did stuff for Stephen King. Uh, he did character designs for a lot of movies like, uh, the mist and he did, uh, galaxy quest and the original ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is like, he co-created swamp thing and like his stuff is so intricate, so beautiful. Like, and he was such a perfectionist. They say that like, he's, uh, he would just, he, if he, if he perceived there to be any small problem, he would throw the sheet aside, no matter how brilliant Just start over again. This is an artist that's worth emulating. That's worth studying. Magnificent guy, magnificent artwork. Just like as a person who practices, you know, artwork to some degree and, you know, has an ability to draw, like, I just, I kind of want to throw myself on my own, on my own, uh, blade, because I'll never <laughs> be the Bernie Wrightson, you know? Like, this is, like, this the, is the guy the, that, like... The hurry-curry of not being this guy. Right. This is the guy that, like, Jim Lee would look at and just be like, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but, yeah, it's Bernie Wrightson. really intricate stuff. Yeah, go look up Bernie Rodson. Tell me you're tell me I'm not wrong. But yeah, he passed away uh over the last week and um it's a loss. It's a real loss yeah. in the artistic community and the comic book community. Um sad days. And he doesn't get nearly as much credit as he should because he was brilliant. You know, he doesn't get nearly as enough uh nearly as much uh acclaim as someone like Jim Lee. You know, and I love Jim Lee. Like Jim Lee was my shit. Like that's what I grew up on. That's my that's my jam, y'all. He's a rock star. But Bernie Wrightson is kind of like <laughs> the guy that never got the acclaim that Jim Lee has gotten, but it's kind of better in a lot of ways. <laughs> so, or just, not even kind of, just phenomenal. Just phenomenal, like just absolutely better than Jim Lee <laughs> in many, 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 many ways. Um, and of course, art is subjective, so don't, you know, get on my ass about that. But, you know. Go check the guy out. Uh, appreciate what he did while he was here on this spinning ball of mud. And that's all I've got for the DCEU news. And you know what? I chose the Swamp Thing. That's where I uh, chose Bernie Wrightson passing away because they're actually talking about doing Swamp Thing in a movie. So Yeah. And you wanted to end on sad. I always want to end on sad. If at all possible. Um, what we want to do is make sure that everyone leaves here <laughs> thinking, oh, fuck this shit. I'm just going to throw it over my know, phone. Well, it makes more sense to end on sad than it does to start with sad because then we just sound like dicks making jokes about our bad backs 
you know and our- <laughs> i mean it would make sense if we could like start on sad and then be hopeful but we're not hopeful people when it really comes out like we're not yeah. an inspirational speech inspirational yeah. speeches start with like uh oh, i remember this time i met this guy right he had three limbs and the one he still had <laughs> isn't what you're thinking my sensibilities say start on funny go to sad maybe that's flawed i don't i don't know if it is because at least it start on funny go to sad we can uh, we have a, a half a chance we, we we're not because at least we're people not are... hopeful enough people that though we, we we can start with like all right this is going to be bad well at least but... it ties into people being sad that the show is over hopefully yes right <laughs> i mean i hope the people are sad that we're about to stop if they're not, we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> or they're long no. gone. Like, we're yeah, 20 gone. minutes past those people. They'll never know. <laughs> We've slipped it by them. No big deal. Um. Well, yeah, that's what I was, you know, most afraid of. You know, we, the analytics tell us, like, hey, look, you know, these people slip away after two minutes. They're like, all right, well, don't want to bum them out and tell them the guy that created Swamp that co-created Swamp Thing you know, kick the bucket. That's yeah. You, well, you don't want to start your show with that. like people you love died. Yeah, or people you didn't know existed died. Yeah. You were a piece of shit for not knowing they existed. Yeah, that's equally shitty. Yeah, so that's why I started off with an onion article and ended with the co-creator of Swamp. Thing. No, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, we didn't really start off with an onion article. We really started off with nonsense, and then we eventually got to an onion article, and then. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully made it here. This recap of the episode provided to you by Jason Goss. Hi. <laughs> I was here the whole time. <laughs> um, we're going to be right back with an episode talking about the DC TV stuff. And hopefully it'll be as fun as this episode or even more fun if we just plow through it and don't actually talk about our lives at all. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully it'll be extremely fun or concise. I don't know. That's your problem. You're going to have to click on the thing and see what the fuck happens. Yeah, because that's who we are now. Um, We are DC On Screen, though, and every episode can be found at DCOnScreen.com. And you know what? Downloads matter. I'm going to keep saying this until you believe it. Downloads matter. <laughs> Subscribe to iTunes and Stitcher or whoever it is that you listen to us through because, you know what? It sucks. If you don't, because that's the way of supporting us. Support the stuff that you like, kids. That's how it works. That's the uh, game. That's, that's the real world. Um, and, you know, I'm not making any threats. I'm not saying anytime soon. But at some point, if you don't, the things that you love will go away. That's all I'm saying. You can find us. We mean your children. <laughs> no. No. Not our podcast. Not. No. No. I'm not at all threatening their children. What What the hell is wrong with you? Did I miss that? Did I miss that note? You missed that. Well, who are you, the Penguin in Batman Returns? I may have misread, may have misread some show notes you gave me. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Did it say loved ones? Uh, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. That's probably okay, right? DC on screen, one word. Pay no attention to this rambling lunatic um <laughs> your yoga teacher can't say anything <laughs> our buddy brandon um sent me a meme <laughs> i'm sorry this is gonna piss people off i don't care <laughs> because it's just it. true 
<laughs> it's like it's like a stock photo of a family looking at a kid at a table, and they're all smiling at him. Mm-hmm. And the caption says, "Well, son, when you were a baby, the internet and your mom's yoga teacher told us that vaccines were bad. Anyway, sorry your legs don't work." <laughs> <laughs> I'll. I'm gonna sum that up because <laughs> because science. That's why that's funny because science. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you go, if anybody out there hasn't vaccinated their children, not because it offended you, but because my because God, you what haven't a vaccinated thing. your children. <laughs> what? I'm willing to take a stand on this. Go vaccinate your children. <laughs> and I'll, I'll clue you in on something. Jason and I, in some ways, have radically different political views. I stand with this. Them on is this is not one you're, of them. <laughs> you're stupid. Go <laughs> vaccinate your children. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> oh my lord. Alright. Anyway. We've made our point. Here. <laughs> on something that makes no sense. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> That could be <laughs> genetic dysmorphs. <laughs> it it oh. could be a weird scientist that's that's playing games. You could get Bane. Your child could be Bane. We're proud members of the Giant Sus Team Up Network. GiantSusTeamUp.com um, <laughs> uh, We'll be right back with the DC TV news. Until then, guys, keep some DC on your screen. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson, bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Quartz Lux Undermount Kitchen Sink from LK. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson, bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Pro Grand Range by Thermidor.